welcome to the thing about aging. Yay! So I thought for my first podcast, it'd be really fun to have some of my girly friends come, and we're going to talk about aging, and we're laughing because we just started talking, and we can't, I'm like, wait until I start recording. So here we go. So this is the thing about aging. We're going to go around and say our name, and maybe we're going to say our age, and then we're going to talk about that probably, but we're going to talk about whatever comes up. So I'm Sharon, and I'm going to be 58 next week. I am Susan, and I'm going to be the big 5-0 in two or three weeks. Hmm. I'm Jane. I will tell you I'm 64, but I really don't know why you want to know what my number is. Beautiful. And we can talk about that later, because I really that. feel it's just a number. I Beautiful. Okay, well, let's let Sheila say. I'm Sheila, and I'm 66. Okay, so why, what's this, I, it's just a number? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why women ask other women what their age is. I mean, does it really matter what your age is? Because I think if you know what, I think when you say what the number is, the number reflects some sort of stereotype culturally of where like you should be. So if I'm 30, I'm this. If I'm 40, I'm that. If I'm 50, I'm that. If I'm 68, I'm that. God knows what 70 and 80 are supposed to be looking like. And who establishes that? Is that cultural or? For me, I think it's cultural. It's a cultural thing. You know, mm -hmm. we are in, a, in American society, in a society that doesn't really um, honor age mm -hmm. or perhaps is even discriminatory towards age. Yeah. I think it is also because women in our culture, we're always comparing ourselves. Like, okay, right. um, at least I'm a little bit smaller than she is, or uh, my, you know, this kind of thing. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you are so amazing. Like, am I going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you just look so amazing. There's no way I would have ever put that age to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And I have some younger, a bunch of younger girlfriends, and I think they're kind of like, well, I want to know, like, at that age, what I might look, hope to look like, or what I hope I don't yes. look like. Yeah, it's a comparison. It's a comparison thing. thing. Because we're always doing that everywhere yeah. we go, right? That's why women, we basically, in a way, dress for each other, and we're always comparing. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that's a pretty normal thing. Yeah. Like, what does she look like in that, and how does she hold herself in this? And well, yeah. I, I think um, at my asking a woman her age is because I can find it very inspiring. Like, if I see a woman on mm. a hike and I find out she's 75, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, you're an inspiration to me. It can be done. That's where I want to be when I'm 75. When I'm 80, I still want to be out hiking. And um, I, so if that's comparing, but it's also like looking for some sort of role model mm -hmm. and to be inspired and mentored by someone. Mm. Yeah. I like. But then again, I would just go back to why isn't the inspiration the lifestyle or the health or um, I think because that we do. versus the number. There's yeah. this obsession with this number. I think you're that. right. I think we, we're probably, oh my God, by 60. I'm, you think 60's old. You're, you're not, 
I think that we are judged right. by our age. I think you get inspired when you meet someone that's hiking at 70 and 75. But right. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I don't look at people. not from you. Yeah, I don't look at people in terms of a number. Because and the beauty for me is inside, yes, and it gets yes. to, it gets to that for me, and that's part of a larger philosophical approach to life. Versus, I'm not wed to um, Glamour magazine or covers of magazines, or and part of it for me is that I've lived away from the U.S., so I haven't been bombarded totally and completely my whole life with what the image is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious to know if you always felt that way or if you feel that that started to shift whenever you were maybe in your late 30s. Certainly by my 40s, it just really didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, it shifted for me in my, 20, my early 20s oh, okay. when I was in wow. New York City in okay. the fashion district and in the fashion world. That's a, my total shift right nice. there. Nice. Okay, so much earlier than it would have yeah. been for me. So totally not going to conform to whatever it was I was supposed to be mm -hmm. or look like. Yeah. But yeah. I still have times, I mean, my younger girlfriends, I'm like, are they still going to want to hang with me when I'm craggy? You know, like right now I look fairly young and I have a lot of energy. And mm -hmm. like if I start to, I, I give them credit. I think they will. But also, when I moved to Asheville, all of a sudden I bent my arm, and on the inside of my elbow was like this creepy, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I did downward dog, and like my thighs, one day I happened to be wearing shorts, yeah. and my thighs, I was like, what has happened? <laughs> and I just, and the whole thing about the age, like when I got a match.com, and I was Aww. thinking like, the dudes, like, are they going to, mm -hmm. I ended up with a guy that's three years younger. And what part of the reason is because he put a band of seven years older than him and seven years younger. And a lot of the guys don't. They put, like, one year older and they put, like, 12, 12 years, years younger. <laughs> totally. So it's hard totally. for us to not care about age when the culture and potential mates or whatever, you know? Right. I don't mm -hmm. know. And the whole skin thing, like, um, I, I've kind of gotten over that a little I'm bit. I'm not over it. You're not over it? I'm looking for the solution for the crepey skin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, you have to realize that your body biologically is yeah. decaying. I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah. For me, it's biological, as is that number. The number to me is only biology. It's got nothing to do with me spiritually. It's got nothing to do with my wisdom years, which are hundreds and hundreds of years for me. Or any. I other prefer to kind think of it as relaxing. My skin is relaxing. Oh, it's tired of being yeah. like Spanx, and it's just like right. I swear I felt a pop three weeks ago and just go. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I am not holding in all that fat anymore. And and so I'm kind of getting okay with it. I'm like, okay, so you're tired. You've been hanging on for half of a century. Gravity. Has Gravity has been pulling Again, on it. Earth and biology, well, and, and it's just part of what it is. And I think once you get through that, then to me that's what graceful aging is about. Mm -hmm. It's about accepting that's happening Every little wrinkle that comes up when you look at the mirror, you get up one morning. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed there was a definite defining moment where I got up one morning, looked in the mirror, and I said, 
who are you? <laughs> That's and a different face. What happened to you? Because I didn't, I didn't see that face in me. Yeah. And my mind had my younger face for the longest time until I saw my older face, and I thought, oh wow. Well, and I think a lot of that is lifestyle and attitude, but it's it's also genetic, okay? I yes. Mean, you know, it, yes. that's such yep. a big yes. part in it. And, and I don't want to be judged by, you know, like I'm drinking too much wine or whatever that I've done wrong, too much sun or whatever <laughs> all of these things are. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I am where I am and, and every single day, every single experience brought me into this and it's okay. Right. Mm. You know? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I have it's a, that self-acceptance. That's the beauty of, of it, of aging. I have a lot of friends back from my pre-Florida days who played golf and they do not hesitate for a second to do any kind of cosmetic thing. And I've just said to myself, I just want to grow old gracefully. That is what I've mm. always thought. That's how I feel. I'm genetically very predispositioned to wrinkles. I've lived in my whole life in the sun. Me too. Tons of sun damage. And I just said, you know, in your 70s, people are going to expect you to be wrinkled. I just, grew, you know, yeah. I'm going to grow into my wrinkles and try to grow old gracefully. And you know, as far as a mate, it would be really nice to find a mate that could appreciate that mm -hmm. and yeah. just see it and not be looking for someone who's 12 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> and we right? accept their wrinkles and their pot bellies. It's true. I met a guy pot. the other day, and it was kind of like a friend of a friend, and it, it was like... I walked up to this person, and I looked at that person, this man, I go, wow, he's an old man. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought is, he's thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I think but that then, men, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, then I, I got to know him and talked to him, and I thought, you know, I really like his aging. I, mm. I found it very attractive. I found it was kind of cute, the wrinkle lines and the gestures, and I'm like, wow, it would be great if I could find someone like that who would just appreciate it. Yeah. 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 And find it That's attractive. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so if I can experience it in someone, hopefully someone can experience it in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, I guess I'm thinking of two things. Like right now I'm suffering with you know, this gray. My mom, my sisters, they all dye their hair. I really don't want to be, I don't really want to do that. It's just, mm -hmm. I'm not a, a high maintenance person. I just, it's just something that I want to just allow this to happen. But I look in the mirror and, you know, if my hair is, uh, you know, not really clean, then, then the, the gray even just like is totally illuminated. And I'm like, gosh, I don't know. Can I, can I do this? <laughs> you know, but I mean, I just, I just There's don't want to. There's a with white hair and yeah. gray hair, which, uh, you know, since I went au naturel, what, 2012, I just let, you know, I actually cut it all off, but um, I, yeah, I've noticed that. And it's really funny, because on Match, I did like the reverse, not the reverse look, but I looked at women that were in my age looking at the age group I was looking at. I think I was the only white-haired woman and, you know, all, I mean, I looked through, oh, 50 photos, you know, and everybody was the bleach blonde, 
mm-hmm. crop cut, low cut, low cut uh, top yeah. with the breasts like popping out, <laughs> and uh, you know that were you know yeah. technically in the fifties and sixties group, and I'm just thinking, whoa. You know, here I am, my photos were hiking and outdoors, and I'm just like looking like, and I'm just thinking, well, yeah, I guess I'm attracting a different kind of a person. But I just felt that there was, I was always wondering why I wasn't getting the types of lights that I, that I wanted, and I wasn't attracting perhaps the, the man that I thought I was wanting. But, um, but solely, I think solely had to do your hair color? I think that's part of it. I think. Yeah, I but think you have a hair. funky hair. You shave one side of your head, like yeah, it's. I know, but still, I mean, I, I still. And you, you think have a that's complexion there. that just really, it, it just really works. I, I, I just, you know, I mean, I don't know. Your complexion works. Well, it's summertime though, too, and then you know, yeah, you I look, don't know. like you look bronze, tan, like you've been out having fun in the sun. <laughs> I happy, just need happy, it for. Great. I just need. I need the sun energy. Yeah, I, I just too. need it in my pores. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there's this new social media wave of going gray. And they're oh, really? empowering people around going oh, gray. Yeah. And so a lot of people are stopping. So now I almost feel like there's some judgment against people who dye, dye their, their hair. hair. <laughs> you know? And it's like and like we were talking about people who do cosmetic surgery. And and for me, whatever a woman wants to do, but I want them to do it because it makes them feel good and they they want to, not because they feel they should, Correct. not because they yes. feel they have to to attract or feel better or right. because culture says they should, but because they uh, their authentic self says, this is yummy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's where I would like us all, I would love for us all, and to support each other, like, yeah, if you want to go get, you know, your boobs done, your face done, go too. Mm-hmm. But have it be authentic, not because... Right. You're trying to look young. Like you're trying to be 30 years old. Exactly. Exactly. Why else would you do it? I mean, Why else would you do it? I don't Unless you're well, so for the men, for men, well, to look younger and to look younger, so you're more attractive to men. That's I'm sure. Right, but why is that more attractive? And I wonder if we no. chatted with men, oh. yeah. what they think. Right. I think that we think that they think that. Well, what has your personal experience been? Have you ever been in a group? I, I can, my experience since I've been up here yeah. and single yeah. over the past five years is being out somewhere with a blonde, attractive two. And, and the men are always drawn yeah. Yeah. to the person. Yes. Just based on looks, mm-hmm. the blonde, yes. the attractive. But I don't want to be with a man that that's important to. Right. Exactly. And I only need one man, right. and I want to be with the man that's attracted to energy. And it's interesting because the younger guys don't seem to care as much as our that generation. Is so true. They're like, I'm telling you, I turn heads. Thirty year olds. I had some late twenty year olds. They're like, choo, choo, choo. Because of the energy, that's what they're into. You know, they were raised the wisdom, the confidence, confidence, the, the uh, less drama. Right. You know. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I've had that experience too. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, and that's. They know what they want. Right. They know what they want. They know how to get it, and there's something really like it. It just kind of takes the responsibility off of. Their guessing game and all of that. And I I feel badly for the guys in our generation because 
the, the rules really changed with they did. our guys. And they're like, am I supposed to be masculine? Am I supposed to be, yeah. oh, you know, and touch with my to feminine side? have a tender side and show tears? Right. Because we were told, no, 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 you weak. Right. No. And we're kind of ego-driven, and so we want the arm candy to establish who I am. And, and these young kids are just like, yeah, I don't need arm candy. I'm cool. I mean, that's generalizing. I mean, I'm sure they have all have their issues, but yeah, so it's interesting. Hmm. So maybe if we lead the way, I wonder if the guys will be okay with it. <laughs> or is that too much to ask? Well, I don't think <laughs> is that too much to ask? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I definitely I think does it matter? This rise. Does it matter? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because it's, true. it's really <clears throat> what matters is what is it you. Mm-hmm. Abs. It's yeah, so I mean, you're not responsible for how everyone else thinks or feels, or technically. Right? Thank you. Right. Well, I, I was going to say, I think there's this rise of curiosity, an absolute necessity of authentic feminine wisdom, and how are we going to to really stand in that, rise up to that, own that? If we're, you know, talking about the superficialities of whether we're going to dye our hair or have mm. a boob job or, mm. you know, those kinds of things. I mean, I think we just have to be real. And I think that is right. the yeah. key. Right? Yeah. And I think that's what the beauty is. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you attract the one that's attracted to the beauty, right? Because mm-hmm. all the other ones will just go by the wayside because, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You're not in their sort of universe, being in your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I do too. That's delish. That's profound. So, have there been, as we've been aging, some freedoms that you feel have come with aging, or no? Well, I don't feel like I reached. My um, mental, emotional maturity till I was in my fifties. I, I I don't feel like until I, I you know was dealing with careers and families and marriage and this and that and then I don't feel like life started to settle down till I was in my fifties and I began to just really have a maturity and put myself first. Mm-hmm was something I didn't do until I was in my 50s. Mm. And then that created a big freedom for me. Yeah. That was a long time. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. I was playing a lot of roles and doing a lot doing for others. And, and then the kids right. went on their own and I got divorced. And then I was like... And I don't even know who I am anymore. Right. And I went on that search. And that's kind of what this all was born out of. It's like, I'm, I want to be authentically me and find that out again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Enneagram? Yes. Okay. So I, that's one thing that everybody in our office um, attests or an assessment that we've all taken just so we know how to relate with each, one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I scored really closely, like five, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. The first one was helper. Well, I, as I was reading in that, and you know, of course, my employer just kind of you know, pegged me as helper. 
And as I was reading through that, it said, but you have to look at what's closely behind that because that is culturally um, um, influenced that I'm a helper, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's what we were told to, that's the way we were being selfless, right? We couldn't like do anything for ourselves. We had to be people pleasers. You mean as women? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, we had to be people pleasers. Yeah. So, and I'm like, the more I read that, and the more I'm like, you know, thinking about who I am, I'm like, hell no, I'm not a helper. No, <laughs> you got this wrong. And I mean, like I'm thinking I'm, I'm enthusiast and individualist, and I can't remember what they all are, but you know, I think I'm a true enthusiast, and it was my second score. So I think that that's completely true. But it's because you know you're raised to be a people pleaser. You're raised to put everybody first. You're wa- raised to you know accommodate to everybody's needs, and so right. that's why we don't really step into who we are, and we have to right. like after this whole life of child rearing and and playing by the rules. Um, the rules as in quote unquote not even real um, you know it, that's why it takes us so long to really step into who we are mm-hmm. I mean I was just Grow talking about up. that in this you know in mm-hmm. this last relationship you know I don't know if I well no I, 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 I yeah I definitely had already reached that in my marriage previously but you know with new partners you kind of resort to old ways of kind of adapting to somebody else. Yes. And even like finding myself <laughs> in this position at work, it's like, you know, no, I, I really don't want to do that anymore. That's really not me. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be better if I can just be me mm-hmm. because then, you know, you build in all kinds of resentment and who knows, you know, all these ugly things manifest. So do you think that this is age-related, your ability now to see that in yourself and speak up and want to change? I definitely think so. I mean, I think it's also, you know, I've been through a lot of, you know, events. I think that's really accelerated my, my aging <laughs> is, you know, losing my husband and, and the grief journey has just really accelerated yeah, sure. everything on every level, really. I mean, I, I think it definitely took uh, its physical toll on me, but, you know, the beauty is, is all the wisdom um, that has, you know, come from that as well. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, kind of speaking to what you're saying, I think those experiences that we've uh, collected strip away a lot of that, and then we're saying, no, I don't need to have that pretense anymore. And that, and life is short, you know. Short. You have, you have, you know, these other experiences, and you're like, gosh, that was so much wasted energy on something I didn't even really want to do. And my energy is yeah. precious, and it is limited. It is limited. Mm-hmm. So we better just like step into. Right on. Yeah. As much as I don't like numbers, that brings me to sort of the numbers game again because if you're looking at actuaries and life insurance and right. yes. in your, your sort yeah. of end game, right. I mean, I, I've actually picked a date of my passing in terms of age. And uh, for example, and I say this jokingly, but you know, my financial advisor and I, I sat down and I said, I want. 10 cents in my account when I am 88 because I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I'm checking out. And he goes, well, you know, life expectancy's got you going like for 90 something. So, you know, and I said, I don't care. I said, I want to spend all of my money and definitely not by 88, but actually certainly by 70 because I always kind of felt like 70s to 80s were um, 
slower times, you know, maybe more the Europe and the what I call the easier vacations kind of things. But that said, so I had that number in mind, but that for me was a liberating experience when I was retiring and doing all this financial planning and figuring out where I was going to live and da-da-da-da-da. I was looking at the longer picture and I realized, you know, on a graph, you know, I'm here, you know, and actually I peaked already and I'm on this point of diminishing returns or beyond and I'm, as a trained economist, and I'm going down this sort of scale and I'm thinking, whoa, I only have this amount of time left. Oh, yeah. And the questions for me, which were very introspective, were in terms of aging, is like, what do I want to do in the next 20, 25, 30 years in an aging body, in an aging mm -hmm. culture? And, you know, where do I want to be and how is that going to look? That for me was liberating. Mm -hmm. And that's when all this kind of happened too in terms of the hair and authenticity mm -hmm. and really tapping into my true self because I had to ask all these questions. Mm -hmm. Like how much yeah. money do I need? Where am I going to be? Where right. do I want to go? Mm -hmm. What vacations? Where do I really want to go before I feel like I don't want to travel anymore? You know? Well, 60 was a big turning point and that same point. It's like, mm -hmm. Based on my family and this and that, I'm like, geez, I'll be lucky if I have another 25 years left. And when you look and you say, two-thirds of my life is over, mm -hmm. and it went by like that, yeah. mm -hmm. and how do you want to spend mm -hmm. the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was very profound, mm -hmm. and so I think as you, and then I think it, as we get more into closer to 78, we're going to begin to start thinking about our morbidity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've oh, already I've thought already of it. Thought about it a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I've already faced it. I laid on the bed, just absolutely. <laughs> out right. from chemo and um, uh, I'm on bonus bean time and it really that is very liberating and that's why I left my husband because I thought kind of what you were saying like I did not want to spend time as limited and I didn't want to spend any more time in that relationship and that has so in terms of freedom absolutely every decision I make is is this where I want to spend this precious time that I've been granted? Well, thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Love this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us at The Thing About Aging. Next week, we're going to have Dr. Anna Garrett, author of Menopause, The Savvy Sister's Guide to Hormone Harmony. She's going to be talking not just about perimenopause, but the whole process through postmenopause. She has a lot of fantastic information and tips. So thank you again. If you have any questions for Dr. Anna Garrett, please email me at thethingaboutaging at gmail.com. If you have any subjects you'd like covered on the podcast, any guests you'd like to hear from, or any experiences you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it. Thank you again. And that's the thing about aging. <laughs>